podcast called Live in the Stream comes to you each week. Streaming recommendations during NFL season, it's not just tongue and cheek. Quarterback defense tight end recommendations based on opposition matchup. Here are your podcast hosts, JJ Zacharyson and Danny Carter, Living the Stream. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Living the Stream. I'm JJ Zacharyson, the late round quarterback. And as always, I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Denny Carter. Denny, what's going on, man? Well, uh, I'm sitting here. I have uh, in my one hand a pumpkin spice latte, and in my other hand, I have a pumpkin beer. Right, because so. there's nothing nothing that screams September more than pumpkin flavors. Right, September 1st. It's uh, it's 117 degrees here in the Maryland, D.C. area. People are literally catching on fire in the street. And But you know what? It's fall. It's fall. I hear it's fall. Yes, because because it, it's 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 because people think that right now is fall. Apparently, people think that right now is fall. Mm-hmm. Pumpkin is a thing. It's everywhere. I I think Starbucks came out with pumpkin spice latte today, right? Yeah. And so now you have um, all all I see everywhere white people walking around in sweaters drinking their pumpkin spice latte, and I don't understand because it's still summer. It's still summer. Right. I mean, like, what human being does not realize that pumpkin, that the flavor of pumpkin, what pumpkin is, is associated with fall and autumn, and it it becoming cooler. Right. My yeah, I mean my main contention, I love fall. Okay. I love fall. I'm a big Halloween freak of the week. Okay, everybody knows this. But I know that the season will eventually come around. I don't need to force it. You know, I don't need to like force it to happen because I've seen seasons change. I think you have too. Yes, I definitely have. They don't do it as they don't do it as much in, in North Carolina. Right. It's, it's more but there is look, look. Let me be let me be honest here for a second. North Carolina doesn't get the love it deserves for the seasons that it does have. It's just that the winters are very mild, which is actually kind of nice because no one look, let me let me throw this out there, Denny. Do you like do you honestly like the winter and snow and ice? I hate it. If I never saw snow and ice again, it would be too soon. Right. That's because you're very self-aware and you understand your feelings well. <laughs> Like every every other person who says no, I really like seasons and I like the winter and I like when it snows a lot. You're full of shit. I agree. No, I, no, seriously. Uh, when you're trapped inside in February and it's sleeting and the sun hasn't come out for three days, mm-hmm. you're gonna tell me you're gonna sit there and actually tell me with a straight face, I like this. This is fine. Right. This this is fine. <laughs> I, look, I remember sitting and when I was when when I graduated college and and my wife and I lived in Cincinnati for those four years. Um, which we started the podcast when I was in Cincinnati and I remember cause we had like a loft apartment that we were renting and we had a parking lot out back that was outdoor. Right. And so I would work during the day cause I'd got my number fire job, uh, while I was living in Cincinnati and I would be working during the day and then I'd want to go get like lunch to like get a break and like get out or go to the gym or something just to like break up my day. And I'd go outside and my, my car is covered in, because Cincinnati just gets crazy amounts of ice, right? And my right. car is covered in five inches of ice. And, and I, I sit there and I like, I'm like, you know what? It's worth it. It's, wor- it's worth living in one of the most mediocre cities in America for, for, for this, this ice. Right. It's, it's totally right. worth it. It's not. Oh. It's not. Moving to North Carolina made me realize more than anything that I hate, I hate the winter weather. No, I despise it. And I'm so jealous of you when we're like, if we're DMing in the, in like January yeah, and it's 
eight degrees here and you're playing golf. <laughs> yeah, I do. It make, yeah. it seriously makes me want to neck punch you. <laughs> it does it does get like cool here, but it gets like thirty, right? And that but like thirty like thirty degrees is pumpkin spice latte weather. Yeah. No, I okay. I mean the main look at the main point is that there is a time for everything. There is a season for everything. I made that lyric up. Um, <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> so here, here's what you do. You wait. You wait until it's 55 degrees outside and you wear your sweater and you sip your stupid latte or drink your stupid beer, okay, and you be happy. But not when it's 100. Stop it. Let's keep it real, too. The best weather is hoodie weather. Oh, uh, no, no. Get out, get out with the hoodie, man. I don't know. What's, wait, you don't wear hoodies? No, I don't. I don't even. I don't have one. You wait. Okay. This is a. This is look. We don't. We don't. We don't uncover many many new things about <laughs> you on this podcast. So this is a brand new thing. Obviously, anyone who listens to the show knows that we don't like rehearse anything. No, I'm I, literally I, I, learn. I am learning this for that. You don't own a hoodie. I don't know. I don't. Why, where? When would I wear a hoodie? I don't know. All the time. It's like the most most versatile article of clothing that you could possibly own. Here, here's what I have. I have T-shirts. I just wear those. Well, then, what do you wear in T-shirts and jackets? Um, if I need a, if I need, <laughs> this is such a crazy. Okay, so, if I need a jacket, I have um, like zip-up jackets. I don't know how else to say. It. <laughs> Wait, so are they like hoodie, like like sweatshirt material, like a hoodie, or are they like just actual jackets? I have like an Adidas warm-up jacket, like like the Sopranos might wear, like a track jacket. Right. So you wear the track jackets. You're not you're not into hoodies, but you wear track jackets. That's that's correct. Is that does that make me old? Yeah, yeah. You don't own a hoodie. Look, if I, I mean, if I, I went on Twitter and I said, "Do you own a hoodie? Yes or no?" What do you think the the the, the percent rate of yes would be? Oh, it's ninety percent. I'd say it's ninety eight. Yeah, sure. I mean, it's it's going to be very very high. Here's I do I may I might own one hoodie that I bought when I was like twenty, but. 33-year-old me is not the same size as 20-year-old me, so. I think, like, you, like I'm not kidding. I mean, you know that I just wear gym shorts every day, and, like, that's my life. But, like, then when fall hits, it's literally, it's just I put a hoodie on instead of wearing gym shorts and a t-shirt, a, co- a random college t-shirt, which is generally what it is. Today, today I'm wearing a t-shirt that says, got six. What, what does that mean? Because the Steelers have six Super Bowls. Oh dang! Yeah, it's one of those. Uh, I'm being an obnoxious Steelers fan today because I'm going to the the Steelers Panthers preseason game. How many Super Bowls do the Panthers have? Hey! Oh man, that's rough. Yeah, I can't. I mean, it's hard to go to like a like a Panthers game and like be a, a an obnoxious fan. Like 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 I think I've talked about on the podcast before that like the fan ba- <laughs> the fan base here is just like the least rabid fan base you've ever seen in your life. They're they're the you know like I mean obviously they were pissed when they lost the Super Bowl and stuff, but like it's just not. I mean like they're so friendly, well, so friendly. Well, it's okay. I I think I mean correct me if I'm wrong, but Charlotte has a big transplant population, yes, right? Yes, that has so much to do with it. Char- I mean, look, I I saw I saw once on, on Facebook someone was tagged in a video. Of, of the city of Charlotte because his, his mom found like a home video that she had taken when she was downtown in 1984. Okay. There was nothing downtown. It was like a farm mm. and, and now it's, now it's a, a, a large city, but you just get people from all different, all different walks of life and, and areas of the United States just because um, it's a big financial uh, area. Mm-hmm. It's the second biggest actually in the country. 
Right. So, I mean, but that's what you, uh, Atlanta is a big transplant city. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's the same. So. Yeah. It's the same. You don't, you just don't have the same kind of like fan bases that you would, yeah. that you would in the Midwest. No. And also, also look at where, where, where the weather is nice, you're going to have less rabid fans, yeah. fewer rabid fans because they have other stuff to do. Yeah. You know, look at people in Philadelphia and New York and Washington Pittsburgh. and Minnesota. Pittsburgh, they're in Cleveland. They're miserable. They're just miserable, miserable people in horrible areas. That's always cold. It's always disgusting. Everything smells bad and tastes bad. And so they're they're in a they're pissed, right? So yeah. they go to football games and they act like barbarians for four hours. And that's that's what they do. When you're in the south, oh, do I want to go to this game or do I want to go play eighteen holes of golf? Right. Right. You know? or, or go to, go to the lake for for the day. Yeah. yeah no, it's I mean, true. It's true. I mean, there, there's it's it's gonna and tonight's supposed to rain because that tropical storm in Florida. And I'm gonna be. I mean, there's gonna be 14 people at this game. Yeah. Oh man, you're right. Wow. And it's gonna be the group of friends that I'm with. That's the only people that are gonna be there. Nice. It'll be fun. Yeah, I'm excited for it. Uh, so today's podcast, you know, we'll, we'll keep it a little little casual because next week, uh, everything starts to get real, Denny. Yes. Next week is the first actual streaming episode, which is which is really what this podcast is for: is talking about streamers each week. If you guys, uh, I I see why am I uh, this this podcast is about streamers, <laughs> not 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 about not about me uh, uh, hosting a a draft and trying to coordinate people coming into uh, the draft while I'm drafting a team. Dude, that honestly, that I was so stressed after that. I had to like unwind for an hour. And I, I if I were you, I would have had to go to the hospital. I, I look, I made some bad mistakes, and that's what we're gonna do on this podcast. We're gonna talk about what you guys listened to last week with the draft, uh, and we'll do that very quickly. And then there's some some Twitter questions that we'll get to more than usual, just because we'll fill the time with with hopefully you guys kind of uh, seeing what's going on in our minds in terms of how we how we're valuing players situations. And so on. I'll say and so on because that's what I always say. Denny, before we get into what happened in the draft, do you want to talk about our sponsor? Yeah, uh, ApexFantasyLeagues.com. They have uh, drafts going off every night now. I sometimes retweet uh, the Apex Twitter account when uh, when they're looking to fill a league. They have the best payout structure in the entire fantasy industry. Uh, They trim luck out of the equation as much as possible. We've talked a lot about that. Uh, so if you're still looking for, to join a league, I would really recommend apexfantasyleagues.com. Yes. And if you listened to last week's episode, you know that we did our listener league draft where it was chaotic. Uh, it was funny. Uh, I mean, I, I think last week I laughed harder on this show than I had ever on this show. And I've laughed a lot on this show. But, <laughs> yeah, the, but, the, right. but the Harambe joke, I, I lost my shit, man. I couldn't. I, well, I, I was losing it. The, listen, the reason I brought out the picture of my cat, Tabby, was because I was lose. I was like I couldn't focus anymore, and I was like, forget it. I'm just bringing Tabby in, and I'm I'm done talking about football for now. Just trying to just trying to get the the, the Tabby love. Yeah, Tabby above. love, and and uh and you know, and I wanted to point out that Harambe is everywhere. So yes, yes. Uh, so you in this draft went wide receiver heavy, like very uh, like very wide receiver heavy. Very so yeah. So I think my first six picks. You went with you went with Mike Evans at ten, then T. Y. Hilton, then Randall Cobb. Love those three picks, and then you went Golden Tate, uh, the the Wote. Yeah, it's terrible. Gold, golden Wote, and then you- honestly, no. Just real quick with Tate, it's it freaks me out. But look, I I posted on Twitter today. I posted his yardage totals over the last yeah. half of the season. It's it's honestly, you would you would think that this is Harry Douglas, right? Okay, right. It's 
52, 73, 50, 63, 59, 45. Anyway, it goes on and on. It's very bad. It was a bad pick. I regret it a lot. It was. That's just one of the reasons that Marvin Goat is going to outscore him this year. Yeah, I know. Well, I would have taken Marvin Goat if he was there. I yeah. So my look, I, my so those were your first four picks. You had Mike Evans, T.Y. Hilton, Randall Cobb, Golden Tate. I went Keenan Allen, Ezekiel Elliott, Michael Floyd, and Marvin Jones. So again, guys, if you didn't listen to last week's episode, I would probably listen to it first because it was chaotic and, and ridiculous. But also know that it's a 14-team league, half-point PPR, uh, and we're flexing two additional guys. So it's a pretty, pretty deep roster. Um, so I, you know, I wanted to go wide receiver heavy just because that's important. Uh, I got Zeke as the baseline running back. But look, I drafted Marvin Jones, I think, around like wide receiver. I couldn't even tell you what it was. But I, I did take him over Golden Tate. Mm-hmm. But the, my, my one regret is I probably should not have taken him over Julian Edelman. Um, and I, I probably wouldn't have in a draft where I was thinking coherently. Uh, so I do want to say that. But at the same time, what kind of living the stream league is it if I don't own Marvin Jones? Yeah, I mean, for brand purposes, you, you, you had to get him. And... I do think that it, it's a fine pick. I, I don't necessarily say that you should have taken Edelman. I don't think that that's like a set in stone type thing. Have you seen on Fantasy Football Calculator that Golden Tate and Marvin Jones now have identical ADPs? I did, and I blame you. Look, if I have the impact to sway ADP, then I am much more powerful than I think I am. Well, I mean, you I mean, you kind of do. I mean, I know that you're not the only one with the with late round quarterback, but you are the late round quarterback. And now Cam Newton has a what a an historically low ADP for the first quarterback off the board. He does. Yes, we uh, we I, I, one of the, the people at Fantasy Football Calculator wrote an article uh, about that. FantasyFootballCalculator.com. When I type in fantasy this time of year into my into my toolbar on in my browser, that's the site that pops up. Mm-hmm. And uh, they wrote an article about how this year the the QB one is being drafted the latest that they've ever seen, like by far. Like it's not, it's really not close. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I took Marvin Jones over Edelman. Uh, the next three picks for you, you got J Matt, which you were thrilled about. I remember just because <laughs> you know it was it was definitely a good pick. And then you got Michael Thomas after that as your wide receiver six. So you went six wide receivers to start the draft. Yeah, and the reason I did that is because we have the two flex spots. So we have two wide receivers and two flexes. Uh, I may I may have gone overboard with six straight receivers. I, I feel like five would have been fine. And then I should I there were some run, <clears throat> running backs on the board in the sixth round that I was very interested in. But I'm also I also really I'm bullish on on Michael Thomas. So um, you know I. I think when you have more than one flex, you could start up to four receivers in any in any format, especially if you're getting. I think we, we have what half point PPR in this league. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so that that's that's my that was that was my thought process. Also, um, in hindsight, I would have taken Jordan Matthews over Golden Tate if they were both on the board. So, it, I mean, to get both of them, I guess, is not the worst. But Tate could be on my bench, honestly. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I, yeah, I'm, I'm not liking. I mean, I'm not loving Tate almost with every day. Uh, just, I, I feel like there are more and more reasons to not be as into him. But I, you know, I, I, starting at the beginning of the season wasn't that into, or beginning of the off season wasn't that into the Lions offense. And now Marvin Jones is my highest owned player. I got a lot of Amir Abdullah. So hopefully that off. And I, I've actually drafted Matthew Stafford in a lot of season long leagues because of, of of his early season schedule. Gets the Colts Week One without Vontae Davis. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's a, you know to me. 
He, I, I've gotten him for a dollar in auction drafts that I've done or, or gotten him in the 12th round of drafts. I think that he's a, a pretty good buy, um, which I never, I, you know, I was not into him throughout the offseason. I still don't see top five upside per se, but uh, just because of that early season schedule, he seems worthwhile. Um, speaking of quarterbacks, Denny, I, I, okay, I had the worst five, six turn of, of any draft I've ever done in my entire life. I'm I'm, you, I'm I'm confident in that. In right, you ended up you ended up with Rodgers and Torrey Smith, I, right? I ended up with Aaron Rodgers and Torrey Smith. The Aaron Rodgers one, I just wanted to. I mean, part of it was the, the draft board wasn't very attractive at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, which you know, the Aaron Rodgers pick, I might make again. You know, I, I'm not that against it because it's a 14 team league. You're at the five six turn, and I also, if you you know, a, a key to fantasy football is knowing your league mates, and mm. in this particular league. Every single person either co-hosts or listens to the Living the Stream podcast, <laughs> yeah. which means which means they're going to be streaming the quarterback position in one way or another. And to get a guy who I feel is the QB one this year at that five six turn, I'm I'm, I'm fine with the real pick that I'm mad at is Torrey Smith. And mm-hmm. I you know I've I've been fairly into Torrey Smith's value this this off season. I'm a little bit more worried after the preseason and, and how they've performed. I think he has one catch on like three targets. Oh, I know. I mean, it's legitimately like like exorcist vomiting. It's very concerning. It's very concerning. That whole that whole offense, I don't know if I want parts of any of that offense. I mean, I think Rich Rebar said it best the other day when he said that that offense, and particularly that wide receiving corp, is the heart of darkness. It is. It is. It's one of the worst offenses that I've ever seen in my entire life. And, you know, with the, with Bruce Ellington going down, I, I think that actually probably hurts Torrey Smith more than it helps him uh, yeah. just because you need that slot guy to kind of take coverage away. Um, you, the, the, the hope for Torrey Smith, look, I, I wrote this up on number fire as him being one of the best value guys. And I still don't, I don't fully disagree with it because he drops and drafts sometimes like the double digit rounds. Right, um, right. So I don't like, I don't fully disagree with this concept, but because if you look at what, what Chip Kelly did in that offense in Philadelphia, the last two seasons. Uh, you know, so so he was there for three years. The first year, he actually the the Eagles ranked 13th in plays run, uh, and the reason for that though is because they were very efficient. You know, they had Nick. That's when Nick Goat was was uh, was happening. Was happening. Uh, this is this is before week the the week three debacle last year. Um, you know, he had 27 touchdowns, two interceptions that year. They were they were rolling. And then the next two seasons, they didn't have that efficient of a quarter of, of quarterback play, and they ranked in the top five or six uh, in plays run. And then if you look at their cumulative receptions from all positions, not just the wide receiver position, because obviously personnel is different. Um, if you look at their cumulative receptions every year, all three of those years, it correlated very strongly, which it does to how many plays they run. So obviously players, personnel, they're going to catch the ball more if you're running more plays, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. in the case of San Francisco this season, they sh- like it- it's such a weird balance because they could be so, so inefficient to the point where they just constantly are having three and outs mm-hmm. and that they're not able to sustain drives and, they're not, and, and therefore their time of possession is so low that they're not running plays. Uh, but I think that the, 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 the other side of the spectrum is, look – they're going to be they're going to have a lot of negative game scripts therefore they're going to have to throw the ball a lot therefore would it shock anyone if Torrey Smith had 130 targets this year no and i was going to say 
you know, he's going to he's going to fall into a lot of targets. My my question and I think that with his catch rate and the way he's been used traditionally and the quarterback play in San Francisco is is 100 are 130 targets are they valuable? Right. I I don't know. Right. And and again, I'm I'm only, I'm 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 going to try to to look at this for this this Tory Smith pick from both angles because a lot of people saw it as a 5-6 turn pick and they're like what the hell are you doing? I even thought to myself after I made the pick, what the hell am I doing? But to be fair, it was a wide receiver 35 draft spot, which is not crazy, right? But looking at the board itself, there are guys that I 100% would have taken over him if I were not... I'm going to blame the fact that I was hosting the podcast. Yeah, I'm going to blame that. Yeah, you can only... You only have so much brain power to (laughs) dedicate... I mean, really, to dedicate to to making picks, making really good picks. And, you know, to see those two players on the board at that, at that time, I don't blame you. Take him. I actually, I actually think that the Rogers pick was fine. I have no, Mm -hmm. I have no issue with that. Um, I, I considered taking Russell Wilson the round before. Right. Right. Um, I, yeah, I feel better about the Rogers thing than the Tory thing, because not only that, but I, I'm a big, big Willie Sneed guy. And he went like right after Tory. And I, I just didn't realize it when I was drafting just because of the way ESPN had the guys ranked. Um, so that, that to me was, was easily, easily, easily my biggest miss and screw up of the entire draft. But again, I'm very, I'm, I'm, I'm happy that Torrey Smith is my wide receiver four because that's easy to make up. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say, you know, if you had to somehow have him as your two or three, you'd be in, in trouble, but I think you can kind of cover him up. Um, and, and at least see how he does, right. you know, before really plugging him in. Um, but yeah, it could be, it could be the worst 130 target season of all time. Of all time. Yeah. That, that's, that's certainly the worry. Um, and then, so your team, you went Michael Thomas, then you went LeGarrette Blunt, which I love. I love the LeGarrette Blunt pick. Really? I do. Uh, I, I think he's got mad, mad touchdown upside. Uh, mm. I was on, uh, the Roto Underworld podcast, uh, the other day with Matt Kelly and Matt Kelly, Matt Kelly is a big blunt guy, and I, you know the the comparison he made is think deeply about this just for a second. He says he he, he feels what's the difference between Legarrette Blunt and Thomas Rawls? One is healthy. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like like they're both in highly efficient offenses. I look, I, I would take Thomas Rawls over Legarrette Blunt all day long because of age and because of, of a little bit of ambiguity because he was so efficient last year, but. But really, you know, Thomas Rawls is not a pass catching back. Neither is Legarrette Blunt. They're both going to potentially have goal line opportunities in high powered offenses. So, <laughs> I I like Legarrette Blunt a lot in fantasy, uh, especially as a zero RB uh, t- with a zero RB team. My my only fear is that he's your RB one. You know, I think yeah. I think ideally you pair him with like a Geo, right? Right. Yeah. So I mean, I'm just looking at week one. Uh, New England is going. To Arizona, they are five point underdog, five and a half point underdog. Blunt, you know, in splits where the Patriots lose, uh, is barely fantasy viable. Right. So I'm wondering if I honestly, I'm wondering if I can even even deploy him week one, yeah, and right. he's my RB one. <laughs> right. So. No, it's 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 a very fair point. I think that he's going to have a lot of more, a lot more value. He will have a lot more value once Brady's back. Because I yes. I would guarantee you know the Cardinals might be favorites still if it, if if Tom Brady were healthy because it's in Arizona right but mm-hmm. um it wouldn't be a five and a half point I mean it would maybe be one point I would assume if yeah. all things being equal 
Yeah, I, I definitely. I mean, yeah, I mean, Brady accounts for a touchdown or so. Um, but yeah, so I have Blunt, and then I have Derrick Henry as my RB two. Right, but it's an and it's an upside play. My yeah. So the hope with draft anybody who's drafting Derrick Henry is hoping that he's an extremely efficient two two down pounder, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, or that Demarco Murray dissolves into nothing somehow this year. Right, and obviously Henry's that that offense in general has run the ball a lot better than I thought they would in the preseason. But also, it's the preseason; got to take it with a grain of salt. Right. So, yeah, I mean, I I think Henry could could net me some some big weeks here and there, but I also think he's a candidate to just completely whiff in a, in a lot of weeks. Yeah. So you're not feeling too hot about your running backs. No, and you know you're not going to after taking six straight. I mean that that's the thing about. You know, I, I guess I went. I guess I zero RB the the hell out of this thing. Yeah. Uh, going six straight wide receivers and then looking to running back, you're not going to like them. I posted I posted drafts on on Twitter where I take six or seven wide receivers in a row, and people. The first comment I get from people, and you know, I, I get it, but the first comment is, "Man, your running backs are weak." Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh. You think? Oh, uh, because maybe because I'm taking the the 39th running back off the board as my first. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I always look every every draft season when people are are grading drafts and stuff. The the biggest thing to remember is that the prettiest teams that look good on paper are not the most usable teams. I, I agree. I totally agree. I've said many times, and this is anecdotal, and I know we're not a friend of the anecdotal here, but. Uh, when I draft a team and I look at it and I say, I love this team, it's balanced, it's got everything, it's got this, it's got that, I I hate that team by October. Yeah. Okay. When I look at a team and I go, oh, God, this this team could be really bad or really good. There's a lot of volatility here. Sometimes I don't like the team, but a lot of times I love that team. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and it's the same. Look, I, I talked about this also on that on the uh, the, the podcast with Matt Kelly is that a lot of times the balanced teams, those good teams, those are the ones that get graded so well by the websites that you're doing these drafts at. You know how sure. they send you those draft grades? Those draft grades, guys, are based on value-based drafting. If you've ever listened to older podcasts that we've done, value-based drafting is is insanely flawed. It's going to it's going to say that your draft, you know, the, the team you drafted is really good because you got Cam Newton because Cam Newton realistically over replacement player is fine, right? But that's not the way that you play fantasy football. You have to right. devalue those positions. You have to put it all in context. Um, anyway, so you got Derrick Henry, then you got Justin Forsett, um, who who knows what's going to happen in that yeah in that backfield. Right. That was just look. I, I'm okay. I'm okay with him there. I'm not like super bullish on him at that at that spot i wish i could have got him for cheaper but i was i'm hurting i'm hurting at running back so i'm thinking he's on a look the ravens are going to be bad i think they're going to be bad mm-hmm. uh they're going to be throwing a lot like they did last year this is a trestman run offense they're never going to be run heavy and Forsett has traditionally been a pretty good pass catching guy so yeah and speaking of pass catching guys you got sean drone drone drawn uh, later, who again we talked about the negative game scripts for for San Francisco. Right. I think he should get some run. Um, you you took Chris Hogan right before that, who had that really nice preseason game against the Panthers, and then you got your boy Jared Cook. I did the top seven tight end, Jared Cook. Top seven, don't forget it. By the don't way, forget. you need to talk to Bob Harris because we did a tight end premium league, uh, the going deep draft last night. He took Jared Cook in the ninth. Oh dang! Yeah, so Bob Harris is on that train with you. Yeah, you know, I was watching uh, that Packers game. Well, oh, gosh, who are they playing? Um, yeah, maybe he, a, he was fed. 
Yes, he was fed. He was like part of the attack. He wasn't just out there yep. j- just to run run around. I mean, Rodgers seemed to not hate looking at him. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Then you got Mike Gillisley, who's going to be the primary backup. Well, sort of, because they have Reggie Bush now too. Yeah. Uh, for the first, or I guess, I guess he'll be the primary. He's he's the, he's the traditional handcuff for for Shady. Um, and then RG three as your QB one. So you got RG three at pick one eighty seven. I did, and I and I dropped him. Okay. Okay. I dropped him, and now my only quarterback is Dak Prescott. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I would have done the same thing. Uh, then the Patriots defense. So. Not a bad team. You know, you're obviously going to need some help with running back as you move forward. Um, the rest of my squad, I got Kobe Fleener after picking Aaron Rodgers, which is crazy. I've, I've never done a draft where I took not one, but two onesie positions in like the first 10 rounds. I know. <laughs> Just absolutely insane. Uh, then I got TJ Yeldon as my RB2. I'm really into TJ Yeldon this year. Um, Tajay Sharp, I got with my next pick with... I paired him with Tyler Boyd for the, the the rookie upside there. So, you know, if Torrey Smith doesn't pan out, hopefully one of those two rookies does. Uh, Terrence West as a dart throw. Shane Vereen as kind of a high floor, a high floor, you know, in context guy. CJ Proceis, again, let's see what happens. Wendell Smallwood, who I'm probably going to drop. And then the Colts defense. Um, I took the Colts defense. I need to pick another one. I just, I, it was, it was, it was at the end of the draft and I was so over it. And I just took whatever defense is on top of the list. You, you want to know something? My, my draft screen, my whole computer froze at the very, on the very last round. I did it. Thank God that 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 didn't happen. It was right after we signed off, and and it just froze up. And I was like, forget. I ended up with the Patriots defense. I actually, I dropped them for. For Prescott, uh, so uh, but yeah, I was I was terrified. I was like, oh my god, if that had happened, if we would have been done. Yeah, yeah. Did you uh, other than other than you know we obviously talked about our teams. Is there a team that stood out to you that did really well? Um, there were there were a couple I liked. Um, I I liked the what the team called Welp Harambe, Welp Harambe. Uh, uh, Ross Thane. Um, I I feel like he has one of those rosters that's. You know that that is very volatile. It looks volatile, at least uh, for at first br- yeah, so blush. He has, he has he has David Johnson, Jordy Nelson, Thomas Rawls, Julian Edelman, Matt Jones, Alan Hearns, Carson Palmer, Steve Smith, Antonio Gates, Buck Allen, and then just trash. Right, right. And I mean, Doxson is there. I I kind of feel like he's worth holding on to yeah. in in that in that offense if he could emerge as. I mean, is it impossible that he emerges emerges as? The number one receiver? No, I don't the, think it's impossible. I don't think so either. I think I think my favorite team was Andrew Schmidt's team. Schmidt Schmidt Taki Mushrooms. And, yes. I, and as as Andrew said on the uh, on the show last week that he he likes to use the Schmidt the Schmidt puns. But l- listen to this squad, man. Allen Robinson, Brandon Cooks, Latavius Murray, Jeremy Langford, Frank Gore, Willie Sneed, Corey Coleman, Kamar Aiken, Philip Rivers, Dwayne Allen, James Starks, Brandon LaFell, Charles Johnson, Justin Hardy, and the Bills D. Mm. Fourteen teamer. I'm I'm into it. I'm into That's it. It's nice. A, sli- yeah. a little little reach. I'm a little bit worried about the wide receiver depth, but I think it's a solid squad. I mean, if if yeah, I mean, if he gets dinged up at receiver, it's it's a debacle probably. But uh, I guess you could say that for. For anybody, I really like that team. I think it. I mean, it definitely has a, a high floor, which is not exactly what I'm looking for, right? In a team, but I think there's some ceiling there. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Do you want to just start talking some some questions, Denny, on Twitter? Yeah. We do. We have tons. I think. I feel like we have a lot. We have 48. 
Okay, let's do it. Okay. So this will just be, you know, like I said, keeping it keeping it easy this week because next week shit's about to get real. This first one, at RWT, RWT writes, he says, what are some good defenses to draft for week one streaming? Hmm. Well, I, I generally look for favored teams at home, and I believe that the Colts, I know you just said that you, you need a different. Yeah, yeah, they are, they are five and a half point favorites, I think, against the Lions. Yeah, against the Lions. I mean, you know, I know Stafford was really good at the end of last year, but uh, I, I kind of like them. And then obviously the Eagles jump out. The, as a, yeah, the Eagles are kind of my go to uh, with that. I don't look, this might be hot, but I don't mind the 49ers. They're at home against the Rams. Yeah, I don't mind it. It's gonna be a low, a low uh, team total for both teams. Mm-hmm. Case Keenum's bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just worry. I don't know. I just worry that the Niners' offense is so is is yeah. so bad. It's a, we've seen this before where we yep. where we're like, oh man, this is a great matchup, and then the offense sinks the ship completely. Right. Right. You know. Totally. Totally understand that. Uh, I but but Philly Philly is my most owned defense this season just because they get Cleveland at home week one. Yeah. I and look, Cleveland could score a lot of points in that game. They could also, uh, you know, the Philadelphia defense could also score two t- two touchdowns. Right. So. Exactly. Uh, the next one at bow dot dot. How many games does it take to make a fair judgment on a late round pick? How many games? Yeah. Let me let me say something about this really quick. So last night after my draft, so I've been drafting Sammy Coates everywhere, okay, and a lot of it is is because I'm I, you're drafting him in the thirteenth and the fourteenth round now. What is the downside? I don't know. I don't. I when people point out you you said this uh, when we were talking when people point out the flaws in a guy you're getting at the very end of a draft, it drives me nuts. It drives me absolutely insane. Of course, there's flaws. That's why he's a thirteenth round pick. I'm I'm looking I'm looking strictly at upside with Sammy Coates. If you look at everything that's gone on this offseason, this is I know this is this is Coates specific, but I need to get it off my chest. If you look at everything that's gone on this offseason with the Steelers, what has gone on up until the first preseason game? It's that mm-hmm. Sammy Coates is the GOAT, right? Sammy Coates is dominating camp. Sammy mm-hmm. Coates is gonna slip into the Martavis Bryant role. Marcus Wheaton's not gonna have a starting gig. All of those things are happening. And then he comes out and he has two bad games to start the preseason, and then he doesn't start against the Saints, but then he does come in and score a touchdown against the Saints, mind you. And then now they're they got their fourth game today. So he had two bad games, one fine game, uh, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden his his ADP drops seven rounds. And everyone's now into Eli Rogers playing the slot because Marcus Wheaton is, is supposed to play the outside. The Steelers want Sammy Coates to be a thing way, way bad. They really mm-hmm. want Sammy because it makes sense for Sammy Coates to be a thing. So when I go to Twitter and I say, hey, I'm drafting Sammy Coates everywhere because I, I like his upside because his mm-hmm. upside is the Martavis Bryant role, which is a wide receiver too in fantasy football. I'm not saying that he's Martavis Bryant, but the role itself has produced that. Why would you not buy into that in the thirteenth round? I don't understand. Yeah, I mean, when when someone when someone comes back at that and says, uh, "Oh, but Sammy Coates is not great," uh, right. Well, right? Oh, oh, oh! Thanks. I didn't. I thought I thought that I was getting uh, Josh Gordon in right. the thirteenth. Right, here. right, right. I, I totally thought that uh, that I was getting uh, I was getting the Martavis Bryant reincarnated in, in the in the in the thirteenth round. Right, rest in peace, Martavis. But uh, anyway, you know, to the question: How many games does it take to make a fair judgment on the late round pick? 
three. Yeah, I'd say three or four is usually, you know, I you have to judge. You have to just see how things are going. Like if a guy's not even on the field, right, 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 then you can you can cut them loose earlier. Right. I mean, I've I've heard thing. You know, people on Twitter talk about will will Sammy Coates dress week one. Right. Right. And and if that's the case, honestly, really, I know that sounds ridiculous, but if he doesn't dress, then you could just probably go ahead and drop him. Sure. Yeah. Of of course. Of course. Uh, the next one at Thad Junko, he says Dak RG three Fitz Tannehill Ryan Cutler need a quarterback for week one. Did you say Junko? <laughs> this is his name. His name is Thad Junko. Is, if is this it, is if this is your real name, Thad, like just well, no wait, isn't it isn't it Junko? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Why couldn't it be Junko? Junko. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. So anyway, what's the it's question? It's probably Junko. But it probably is. Who who look look the U sound Denny the U N sound un uh-huh. un. I mean I'm guessing it's Junko Junko just sounds like like it, it would it sounds it, like so you're like hey Junko. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he needs Dak RG three Fitz Tannehill Ryan or Cutler. So, oh, it's very it's very hard for me to deal with the Dak question right now because he's got the Giants. I know you're in a Dak. I can't I can't get into it week one like that. I, like I, I just think it's 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 risky. But the other options you can't play Tannehill against Seattle in Seattle. They have the lowest team implied team total. No. Also, you can't play Fitz. Well, you might be able to play Fitzpatrick against against Cincinnati, but I don't love that. Uh, you get Jay Cutler. Who are the Bears playing? Uh, Houston. Yeah, you can't do that. It's in Houston. You got Matt. Matt Ryan was the one that that I thought because it's, he's at home against Tampa Bay. Yeah, that's I a, mean, that's that, a safe that's a safe pick, and I think Dak is the ceiling pick. Am I right? Mm, yes, but Dak is also a safe pick because he'll score a hundred points. Just trust me on this one. All right, <clears throat> you and you and Dak can get a room. Yeah, I will. Uh, next one at the Pug Father twenty two or the Poog Father twenty two. Uh, what are the <laughs> I just got that. What are what are the proper ingredients in chili? Do you like um, do you like chili, Denny? Yeah, here's what I like. I like vegetarian chili. Don't I don't want meat in the chili. You're weird. Is that weird? A little, little weird. It's. I mean, I, I'm grossed out when I look look at when I look at a bowl of chili and it's just it's just a bowl of 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 meat. Meat that's gross to me. I I need meat and chili. I don't I don't need it. I don't need it. I like, I enjoy vegetarian, although the thing with vegetarian chili is that you can eat four bowls of it and you're still not full. Right. You need the meat. Why is You need the meat, Denny. You need the meat. Uh, next one, at Ducalion. Oosh. Would you, that was a really extreme one. <laughs> would, would, you, would you make a trade for Josh Gordon before the start of the season? He said, getting offer of Gordon for Gio Bernard and he has running back depth. I wouldn't, yes. I, I wouldn't do the Gio Bernard one. But yeah, I'm f- I'm fine with trading for Josh Gordon. But like, if it's a ten team league, he could have like two sure. or three really viable running backs. Yeah, and not only that, ten teamers, you gotta you gotta reach for the stars a little bit more, just because the waiver wire is your friend. Yeah, I I would. I mean, I do, I don't know your roster, but I would consider it definitely. Yeah, I'm not I'm not against that. Next one at wearing odd shoes. <laughs> okay. If you guys were in charge of DFS salary prices, would you drastically change them to reflect the LRQB principles? I thought that was an interesting question. Wow, that is that is interesting. I mean, I I wouldn't because ownership doesn't change enough, right? Because like it's not like everyone's going LRQB in DFS. So he's saying you should just drop 
quarterback salaries are not pretty, should pretty but. much yeah yeah i would assume i mean uh, i'm saying i'm saying no because there's still ownership of of the top guys especially in cash games i mean the the whole salary element uh makes you know throws a wrench in the way we we normally talk about the valuation right. of the quarterback position right because opportunity cost is different right the opportunity cost is you know especially like week one it's going to be a lot easier to well, I'm not saying to do this because there's guys like Dak who are who are min priced, but in week 1 it's it's going to be a lot easier to get expensive quarterbacks in your lineup because the salaries were set so early and and roles have changed. You know, like Marvin Jones on FanDuel I think is like min price or close to min price. Oh yeah, no. There are some prices that are way off. It's it deck it's deck press chalk to be honest. Yeah, exactly. TBH uh, next one at Oshkosh Jeff. Was it a goat or woat moment when my wife was asking why everyone was calling Usain Bolt a goat? <laughs> That's pretty good. When I when I first talked to Amanda about goat, um, her first reaction was, "Oh, so is like goat cheese the best cheese?" And I was like, wow, that's like some next level thinking right there. Oh, you know what? I think I tried to make that joke once with, with Melissa. She was like, I hate goat cheese. And I was like, but it's the. <laughs> and then I was like, no, I'm not going to do it. It's, but it's not going to work. I mean, the, but there's a way to deliver that. I feel like if we sat down for a few hours, I think we could hammer out a really good way to talk about goat cheese. I mean, we'd, we'd have to be drinking alcohol for those three hours for it to be hilarious then. Oh uh, no! Oh yeah, no, definitely. By the end, we'd be like, "This is the greatest joke ever." Yeah. yeah. Next one at Maddie Ice underscore thirty two just pulled a move I first heard on Living the Stream by dropping my kicker for where hashtag nice. brand. Very nice. Uh, <laughs> next one at Eric Belair or Belair. He says uh, thoughts on drafting quarterback in fourteen team league where most teams draft two, sometimes three. Hard to stream. Should I grab two? I wouldn't. I I mean look. I'm I'm okay with grabbing two in that circumstance. Really? Fourteen teams, every if if most teams draft two, some even three, that means let's assume twenty eight are gone. I mean, I'm not gonna reach for my QB two, but I'm fine with getting like RG three. But but my my issue here is when someone says most, okay, in a fourteen team are we are we saying twelve teams are taking two or three quarterbacks, or are we talking about seven teams? Right, right. Let's just let's just say let's say let's say okay let's just assume that everyone is thirteen of the fourteen you being the fourteenth team are going to take two quarterbacks what do you do? I I guess yeah at that point yeah I feel like your hand would would be forced and I I hate to do it but yes I would yeah all right I agree next one at G grew three that was hard because there were two G's there <laughs> in the handle uh, his name is apparently Gavin Grucock. Which is kind of unfortunate. Next, uh, he says, "Can I still live the stream in a two quarterback league?" I think the best the best answer there is to listen to our. We did the Superflex one, right? Pod podcast. Listen, it's like five episodes ago we talked about this in a podcast. Um, and listen, I'm sure that guy comes from a long and proud history of Grucox. <laughs> yes, exactly. Hey, look, and I say this as a guy who has the most vanilla white name. White guy name. You, you do. So. You do. At least I have some some fun in my last name. Yeah, you, yours is yours is fun. Yeah, except you can Google me and literally see everything that I've ever done in my life. That's it, true. Including the time that I vomited after going around the the, the circle in my rollerblades. Are you kidding? Oh, wait. No, no. Oh. That was that. Remember that one story? Oh, oh, oh ate, yeah. Sorry. Ate, wow. Ate the peanut butter. You freaked me out for a second. Okay. 
Yeah. Next one at Debo two one two. Am I the only person developing an ulcer over Alshon? Yeah. No. No, you're not. No, I think that's just that's just what life is with Alshon. But he has such a good ceiling. Yeah. I, I mean, I have him in a few spots, but. I mean, you're not getting much of a discount, right? I mean, it's he's still going what right after Amari Cooper. Yeah, I think I well, I think the way that I'm looking at it, if you have like Keenan Allen, Mike Evans, maybe Jordy even, and B Marsh and Alshon in that tier, I think he's on the lower end of that tier. All right, can I ask you this? Are you taking yeah. Hilton, Watkins, or Jeffrey? Jeffrey. Really, I'm taking Watkins over. Okay. Alshon. Okay. I, I I mean I love I love Watkins and Hilton's value. Um, I mean I like I like Moncrief's value more than Hilton, so I own more than Mon- more Moncrief. But I, let's just say I love Sammy's value. Yeah, I do too. Uh, next one at Future Stars NYC non PPR league pick one for each and why. Okay, there's two questions: C Mike Spiller or Thompson Steve. in a not non PPR. Kristen Michael, CJ Spiller, or Chris Thompson? I mean, I think I think Michael has the most direct route to to real touches. Yeah, since it's non PPR, I'm okay if you want to say Michael, but I think the safest pick there is Chris Thompson. You think I mean I don't know what's going on with the Washington backfield at all. He he might not see he might only see five carries a game. But he's going to be so heavily involved in that passing game. I think. Yeah, I mean, I want like I feel I have Thompson in a couple spots, and I and I, and I feel like he could be a monster for PPR. Yeah, and and look, uh, um, Mike Clay said it in an article that he wrote, and I totally agree. I think that he could be this this year's Theo Riddick. I I, yeah. I think it's a really really good comp. Yeah, I mean that Washington uh, team, they're going to have to throw. I mean, period. Yeah. Yeah. And then he also has Jesse James, Vance McDonald, or Martellus Bennett. Mm, that's tough. I'd go Martellus there. I think I had to go Vance. Damn. All right. Let's Vance, man. Next one, at Sean underscore Tat. Pam on The Office is just the worst. Treats Jim poorly for the first <gasps> few seasons and seems self-centered. Thoughts? Uh, at, wow. Uh, well, how my, how dare you? My microphone, my whole body is on fire right now. I no, actually, I got a little like a little like stomach issue right now. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> like like who? How is Pam what? the worst? What? She is a selfless. She's a saint. She is. She is the Tammy Taylor of the Office. Yes, in a in a more me- okay. meek and mild way. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I mean, okay. I shouldn't say because Tammy Taylor is like quite literally the god. Yeah, no, she's she and she's not horrible looking, but um, the so so Pam is a you're saying treated him badly. Well, I would say that's ridiculous. A, they had a beautiful friendship, might I say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. OK, and she was with another dude. Right. I think that she I think that she handled the whole situation pretty well, all things considered. Absolutely. Man, that those that first like two or three seasons with them going back and forth that that was good that was good stuff that's our generation's cheers uh uh between uh yeah, not wrong what's his face and the other lady i don't know <laughs> <I'm too laughs> oh oh those okay I got ted, you. ted yeah, danson yeah. and the lady I and, and the other lady uh next one at matt davis he says how does touchdown only league six points per rushing receiving touchdown three points per passing touchdown affect draft strategy am i better off playing the powerball um, no, I mean, you can have it if it's a touchdown only league, you can definitely have strategy. I mean, there's guys like Allen Robinson who are going to score touchdowns. I mean, there's 
you you just take the approach of oh I'm not going to draft I don't know um, uh, Jarvis Landry Jarvis yeah yeah like th- there there are guys that you're just not going to be as into in in those kind of leagues uh, uh, you know yeah. versus not so I think a guy we talked about earlier Garrett Blunt jumps out to me as a great touchdown right. only uh, a league guy uh, f- who who else uh, running back wise uh, probably Chris Ivory I don't know yeah. Uh, this next one at uh, SL, STLP three three three. Will Denny do his own periscope someday? I I can't figure it out, guys. I've tried to do it. I don't know how to do it. I, Denny, Denny. I don't this know. It's the most dad answer ever. I don't know. I've tried. I tried three or four times, and I can't get the. So the does the camera? Can you flip the camera around so that you can see? Yeah. Yes. Okay. That's what you're. You have to just double tap it. Oh. Okay, guys. Now Denny's gonna do periscopes. Yeah, I'm gonna do like six a day. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all because you have to flip the camera i didn't know i didn't know i'm serious like i was like screaming at my phone last but what's but what's worse you not knowing to double tap it or me saying junko <laughs> junko my god <laughs> next one at adrian underscore charlie my starting wide receivers in the 12 team dynasty uh b marsh marvin jones golden tate should i trade tate for another wide receiver in that tier we talked about tate uh yeah we're not as high on tate I'm fine with that. Yeah. So what, another another wide receiver in that tier. What is that? Yeah. To, I mean, you know, just a comparable wide receiver. Uh, I'm I'm fine with that because you also don't want to be starting two wide receivers from the same team. Okay. So that tier includes Michael Floyd, and I would much rather have Michael Floyd. Yeah. If that's yeah, depending what you can get. Well, this is dynasty too, so it's probably not the same. Oh uh, yeah. Then uh, then I don't know. <laughs> so. Anyway, well, regardless, yes, do it because the strategy makes sense. Um. Next one at Dwyer Snow. He says Denny's take on Tavon's two banana lunch slash D Parker's no breakfast. Is Denny's is Denny their nutrition coach? Denny, do you eat breakfast? I'm I am a I am a a breakfast advocate. I am a, a freak about breakfast. So you you buy into big breakfast? I oh I am I am bought and paid for by big breakfast. Okay, okay. The, look at the the uh, big breakfast pays me to say this right now. Uh, no, seriously, in the morning I have uh, a protein rich. Uh, cereal. Hey, me too. And fiber rich. Yeah. So it's, it's Kellogg something. I don't know what it's called, but it, it's, it tastes pretty good. It's not great. Anyway, I have that with 1% milk and, uh, and coffee, or I have four eggs. Is that a lot? No, that's good. That's fair. I only eat cereal. I eat old woman cereal and I eat it with almond milk. You can't get with almond milk, but yeah, I mean, you, you de- definitely. Uh, I'm big on. Uh, in fact, I was scr- I was yelling at my dad the other day because he was like, uh, "I don't eat. I don't eat till three o'clock in the afternoon." I was like, "Well, you're killing yourself then." Yeah, yeah. I, I you got to you got to get that metabolism going early, man. Yeah. Next one at Bob Mahalik. Did the Browns' med performance last week change your thinking at all about RG three? <laughs> they were not good against a bad defense. Yeah, I, I mean, it, yeah, it wasn't good. In fact, I, I remember my mentions were lighting up, and I didn't know why <laughs> because I wasn't yeah. watching the game, except for when uh, uh, Josh Gordon, the GOAT, caught a touchdown. But, um, uh, I mean, it's going to be a really bad team. I don't know what to say. I, it's not It's not going to be week in and week out scoring 35 points and losing 38 to 35. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not as high as – like I, I like the Browns offense, like just in terms of like where we were at a month ago with the Browns offense, but I'm not like I mean, I've seen people like hot take the absolute crap out of this Browns offense. 
like 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 to to crazy proportions. I, I'm not gonna like name names, but like it's insane how high some people are on this offense. Yeah, I I, I think that we will get a good a good chunk of really valuable fantasy uh, production from this team. But I also think that you're gonna have really really bad yeah weeks. So yeah. Next one uh, at Eddie underscore straight. Where do you stand on fantasy football team names that are player name puns? I hate them. I'm not. I'm not big. I, here's oh, this is something I I wanted to bring up with the living the stream. Can you lock the team names in our living the stream league? I, I I don't think I can do it as a league manager, but I can say if you change your team name, you're gonna your best player is gonna be dropped. Because I think that sucks. I think when people change their name every three weeks, I don't know who I'm playing. I don't know what's going on. So anyway, don't do that. Yeah, and I also hate the the puns. The puns are dumb. Like, come up with something fun. Like, don't don't pun it, please. Like, pun something other than their names. Yeah. Because everyone, you got to be unique. Like, how many dad runner team names are out? How many Maryland mediocres are out there? That only one man. Right. Right. Uh, next one at M nine VC Vegas disabling the draft HQ Wi Fi in like the third ish round. Good idea, right? That would be messed. <laughs> That'd be pretty messed up. That's bad. Next one, at Trump Boner. He says, <laughs> who are some running backs you're targeting late in standard? I thought this was going to be a joke of a tweet, but apparently it's not. Uh, who are some RBs you're targeting late in standard leagues, round 10 and above? Shit looks barren AF. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, look, there's guys like we mentioned. Even in standard, I'm fine with at least like looking at a Chris Thompson, uh, below Powell, uh, who often will, will be around that 10th round. Um I don't know who else. Legarrette Blunt, if he falls, I'm fine with. James White, if he falls, I'm fine with. How do you feel um, about about Alfred Morris in the tenth or eleventh? I'm not about that life. No, why not? No, because I'm not about. I'm. I don't like. I don't like situations where you need an injury to happen for them to be relevant. Whereas a Jarek McKinnon type, who sure, if he's there, I would get him because he's going to have some sort of week to week value, even if AP is healthy. Are you what really? Jarek McKinnon. You think he'll have week to week value? I mean, like he'll, he'll produce because he's gonna be a more he's gonna be more heavily involved in the passing game than like and not only that, but Alfred Morris isn't a pass catcher. We already know that. Plus, if what happens if they don't trade Darren McFadden and McFadden comes back, yeah. McFadden profiles just more as a three down back than what Alfred Morris does. Mm-hmm. So you know, I like Alfred Morris as a player. I always have, but like from a fantasy standpoint, it's just not a guy that I'm like going after. I would rather go after a third down back that might get mixed in, like a Chris Thompson or a. Like Eric Blunt, who has a lot of touchdown upside or something like that. Sure. I'm with him. Yeah. Uh, this next one is from at CMS Mizzou. He says $200 bu- uh, budget, two running backs and three wide receivers, but he's keeping Julio and A-Rob for 76 bucks. Would you go elite wide receiver or an elite running back in a non-PPR league? Two running backs, three wide receivers. Honestly, I would still lean wide receiver – if you can if you can start three wide receivers, yeah. Yeah, the starting three wide receivers is big. The non P if if there's if there's no flexing and it's non PPR, um then I'd probably go lean wide receiver there. But if there if you can flex, I might lean running back just because there's gonna be a higher need for the running back position. Mm-hmm. Next one, at FF Dynasty 101, how serious do you take the rumors that Jesus Smith will be hand, handing the ball more often to his new disciple, Spencer Ware? I don't – you go first. No, I mean, like, look, 
the situation with Jamal Charles and Spencer Ware, I just I think bottom line, I think that we might look back on this week eight, week nine, and say why were we drafting Spencer Ware in the single digit rounds? Who's doing that though? Well, I mean, I'm I'm just predicting that his ADP will rise. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, it makes sense, but he's gone from he's now has an ADP in the eleventh round. Right, which is fine. Like it's it's you know that by that point you're drafting crap anyway. Um, I mean it's it's I, Spencer Ware's incredibly he was incredibly efficient last year, incredibly good running back. I just you know we've seen this story with Jamal Charles literally a couple of years ago. Jamal Charles, his first two games, he started very very slow because he didn't get many carries, and then Jamal Charles just blew up and he went nuts. And Jamal, we're talking about. The most efficient running back of all time in Jamal Charles. The greatest, the goat, the literal goat. Right, like the like like Brandon Gadula, who works for Number Fire, writes for Number Fire. He tweeted, he was like saying saying how like he was contemplating the Spencer Ware thing, and then he realized that like, oh, we're talking about literally the goat in Jamal Charles. Yeah. Like yeah. like you can make the argument that Jamal Charles is 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 one of the if not the best running back we've ever seen, and so. At least from an efficiency standpoint, you really can't make that argument. He has over five yards per carry average over his career. Jamal Charles, of all players, doesn't need volume to be fantasy relevant. And so that's just another reason for me that I think if his ADP falls a lot, I'm like kind of into it because eventually, look, Rich Rebar, when we were talking about this in DM, Denny, us three, all three of us, Rich made a good point. It's like, like, look, if there's something wrong with Jamal Charles and they would not even be playing him week one, Right. So I think just eventually it's going to get to the point where where Spencer Ware is just a high-end handcuff, and you know my feelings on handcuffs. Yeah. Jeez, that sounded sexual. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like Weirdly so. So, uh, so what happens if Jamal doesn't start week one, or doesn't play week one? What, I think, well, I think he'll be on the field. Um, but if he doesn't, then sure, you might get some production out of, out of Spencer Ware. Yeah. Um, and maybe you get production out of him week two. But, like, you know, we can't treat it as, like, a D'Angelo Williams situation. No, 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 no. But but, but Andy Reid's workhorse running back is going to be an easy shoe-in RB1 in fantasy. Right? Right, right. So, but, but let me ask you this. If Jamal Charles is healthy, is he not that guy? Oh, I mean, if he's healthy, then he has the RB1 in his range of outcomes, of course. Right, exactly, right. And that's that's really, I see it as, like, we've gone through this before with JC, and he's come back, and he's he's done that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It was four years ago. I don't know, man. I have some reservations. It's fair. It's fair to have them. I, I totally believe that. And I, I think Spencer Ware is a very, very good running back, which makes this a lot more difficult, too. So, right. You know, my you know, if if you want to lean more Spencer Ware as as being a good value, and I don't, then people can can hate their lives even more when contemplating this decision. Sort it out for yourself. Yeah, do it yourself. Uh, next one at SMGDH. Do you guys ever get sick of answering food questions? Well, to be fair, it's Denny who answers the food questions. Uh, sick of it? Uh, not really. But I feel like I've just I feel like there's nothing new under the sun as far as food takes go. Yeah. For me. Yeah. It's like Jason Witten jokes now. Yeah, right. On the show. Next one, at C Carrasco uh, underscore II. He says, thoughts on Dak as a week one streamer? Well, we're going to talk streamers next week on Tuesday, right? Yeah. And yeah we'll do – Tuesday shows uh, start next week. But hint, it's good. Yeah. 
He's got a, he's got he's got some uh, interesting range of outcomes positively. <laughs> and then thoughts on Dalton this season. Same guy. Oh, I'm torn. I, I, I don't see I don't see the same upside that he had last year. Yeah, me neither. I mean, look at Tyler Eifert makes a big difference right. with how that offense operates. It's not like he's a target hog, right. not at all. But it just it makes a big. I think that he his you know his absence is going to be felt. I agree. Next one at underscore uh, rl two one zero in a deeper league, fourteen to sixteen teams. How many quarterbacks and tight ends do you roster? Got to get two tight ends, I think. Yeah, I would I would lean more getting more tight ends than quarterbacks. I think that's a good answer. Sometimes I'll get two quarterbacks, but very very rarely. Yeah. Uh, this next one at Stefan Laco at Stay Fun Laco. He says, "At what point are you willing to draft Forte?" So we have Junko and Laco. All right. Yeah, it could be Laco. Um, um, where I I think Forte is more of like a sixth round pick. Well, but he's going in the mid fourth. Right. So he's a terrible pick right now. I can't draft him there. I don't know. Yeah. Next one, not in your league. He says, who are three lottery ticket players you are each owning the most shares of? We, we talked about Sammy. Sammy Coates. Yeah, Sammy Goats. Uh, I mean, I have a lot of, I have a lot of wear, <laughs> which, you know, makes, explains. Where's fine? Where's, no, yeah. but where's not a bad lottery ticket? Like, I have, that's, that's the right lottery ticket. And I have a lot of drone, and I'm starting to get some of Ken, uh, Ken, Ken Barner. 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 Yeah. Okay. So Barner, he he is the backup for Ryan Matthews. If he goes down, beat reporters expect for not not for Sproles to get all the carries, but for Barner and Ryan Matthews, you know, has a history. Fragile. Yeah. I mean, and if you want to look at wide receivers, I you know I don't know if this is considered one, but I think like Mohamed Sanu is a good late round guy because he has the floor and the upside. Uh, Philip Dorsett's a good guy to target as well. That's not as much of a lottery ticket, but they're just guys that I think. You know, you can get super late. I talked about Chris Thompson already. Love Chris Thompson this year, especially in the PPR league. Um, those are some. I Here's another one that I, I have not been open about this, Denny. I'm kind of into Chris Conley. Yeah, kind of. I, I mean, <laughs> I mean that's like saying that, like, oh, I kind of like Joe Webb. Like, you you love Chris Conley. But, but how can – I don't – I'm not into – I mean, he's number two or three guy, right? In a, two guy, two guy in a run first offense. I get it, but there's going to be more negative game scripts for Kansas City this season. I, I just think I, you know, and he's 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 physically a, a strong wideout, like built and I measurables wise. Like I'm 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 fine with drafting a guy like Conley in, in a deeper league very late. Like I got him in that going deep league as like my wide receiver eight. I, I I look. I think that there's there's at least some potential. He's one. Well, look, he's one Macklin injury away from being like your dream come true. So, yeah, it's just a dart throw. I also look. I'm not gonna lie. I don't mind drafting Brandon LaFell if you can't get Tyler Boyd. Jesus, I, I'm not kidding. I'm <laughs> I not know. Kidding. I know. I know but, you're but, not. But Conley, Conley is more. Conley is just a like a just speedster can get down the field. Uh-huh. I think he ran like a four three five forty. So like. I mean, and he's six two. He's over two hundred pounds. Like, he's he's could be really fun. God, Doriel Green Beckham's still going in the fifteenth. Yeah. I mean, he's going to be a value, right? Maybe. Yeah. Uh, next one at our four mates. He said, "You buy a Costco Gatorade case. What order do you drink them in?" Let's just say, what's your favorite Gatorade flavor? Uh, 
I only drink the white Gatorade, which is the most racist thing I've ever seen. (laughs) God, Uh, it's definitely uh, lemon and and get out of here. The lemon lime flavor. Uh, The the OG. Yeah, in the toilet. That's that's fine. But no, the, the white one. Uh, it's it's mountain mist or something. I don't know. It's just it's very good. Yeah, it's like what the what the teenagers drink. Is oh man, is it really? I don't know. I'm just making that up because it's some stupid new flavor. Yeah, just I, go with the go with the OGs, dude. What is the o- oh oh? You mean like 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 red or yellow? Or, orange and yellow is where you go. I I like some orange. I you know. Yeah, I'm not going to go any further. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> okay. uh, next one, at 319 Woody. He said, I'm thinking Brock Osweiler for quarterback as a week one streamer, home versus the Bears. Um, I The Bears are depleted, but we'll talk more about that next week. I'm not going to say that's a bad pick, though. Yeah, he has a lot going for him. Yeah. Next one, at Stay Funk Locko. That's the same guy, Stefan Locko. Recently discovered this podcast and following all your advice. How badly will I regret this? Hashtag Marvin Belil Dante. Yeah, I, you will not regret those three guys. I mean, overall, tremendously. You're going to tremendously regret everything that you. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> they, usually, they, pe- usually people listen to this podcast and, and they, they're done listening to it. They take a shower and then they just complain to their wife the rest of the night. Right. Don't uh, listen. Uh, don't forget. This is a terrible podcast. But thank you for listening. Yes. Next one. At I underscore Quint. Uh, pizza rolls. Um, throw them in the trash. I mean, back back in the day, there was nothing better than pizza rolls. Nothing better than bagel bites back in. The uh, day. that's what I mean. That's what I mean. Yeah, you know that you you stick those things in those in, in the oven. Yeah, I would. Twelve minutes later. I would. Yeah, I would have killed delicious. somebody for that back back. Like you come in from playing wiffle ball for like six hours straight, and somebody has gatorade and and, and the yeah. bagel bites oh yellow gatorade and some bagel bites man just give them all to me yeah next one at shafe underscore neck any love for charles clay as a super late round tight end um yeah that's yes i love charles clay i, I in my my 13 best values uh, article that i did well, a week ago charles clay was on it i love charles clay this year uh so you're expecting the bills to pass a little more I think they're going to pass a little bit more, and he's their de facto number two target. Yeah, he could he could hit a hundred targets this year. Yeah, get the, get out with the Robert Woods propaganda, by the way. Yeah, it, it's a it's a safe safe pick. It's it's <laughs> it's a it's a you're going to draft him as a wide receiver five, and he'll probably finish as a wide receiver five kind of pick or four. Like if everything breaks right, I just don't yeah. get it. Yeah. Uh, next one at Nevy J says, "What late round quarterbacks have the best chance of graduating to weekly?" Starter a la Tygo last year. You mean like guys who are like not being drafted? Pretty much. RG3? Yeah, I mean, he's de- definitely a candidate. I mean, is is Dak being drafted? Dak, maybe. Yeah, those two guys. I think, just go with, I think for sure. I mean, I, 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 I have takes so hot about Dak, I can't even right now, so... Next one at Kev says sixty eight. Denny order to finish in a forty yard dash. JJ, Justin Perillo, Arian Foster, and your projectile vomit after your fifth IPA. <laughs> <laughs> I would I would beat. Okay, let's just be real here. I would beat Perillo and the vomit, but probably not Arian Foster. 
<laughs> I can't believe my the speed of my vomit is being discussed <laughs> right now. No, you would not beat Arian Foster because Arian Foster. No, I know. I said I would not beat yeah. Arian Foster. I would beat Justin Perillo. Though. Like no one is beating Arian Foster. No normal human. He's probably the fastest person anybody has ever seen in person. I mean, just regular people. Right. A regular. Right. I agree. I agree. But Justin Perillo is just my next door neighbor fast. Uh, okay. All right. Let me let me ask you this. Could you have beaten Peyton Manning in a foot race? Yes. I agree. I still I, I, I think I can right now beat Peyton Manning in a foot I race. I agree with that. I agree with that. Peyton Manning's the slowest person I ever saw on a football I think, field. I think right now, so over the last few months, like I've been running a good bit. I think I think I could beat although it's longer, it's not like sprinting. I don't do much interval stuff. But like I think I could run a five one forty. I I believe that. I think I could. Which is I don't, which is booking, by the way. Yeah, it is. It definitely is. Which okay, look, I'll admit, Denny, for the first time in this podcast, I will admit, I cannot beat Justin Perillo in a forty. Oh, thank God, it's happening. Thank. But God. I I can beat I can beat quarterbacks in a forty. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. Some of them. Uh, uh Brady. Yeah, like I can beat Brady in a 40. Maybe not like the new Brady who is suddenly healthy. I don't know. Right. Uh, Next one, at Boxer or Chicken. How big of a dad move is it to buy Kirkland's signature brand athletic shoes from Costco? Oh, that's peak dad. That is peak dad. That might be more more peak dad than New Balance, uh, TBH. Crazy. Um. This next one is from at Klock831. Why do people hate pre-drafting on MFL? What are your opinions on it? I think a lot of it, I don't like pre-drafting that much. I only do it when I have to go to bed. But like, mm-hmm. it's just the, you know, it's it's a lot easier to consume all the information when you're actually drafting. Because sometimes you don't know if you need a what, running, or if you want to go running back or wide receiver. And you don't just want to like pick whatever guy's on the list. You want to actually make the pick. Most times when I auto draft, I'm not auto draft, but when I when I schedule a pick and I wake up and I find it, I'm like, oh man, <laughs> you know, yeah, it's yeah, just, yeah. It's, I've never been like, oh yeah, I got him. Uh, no, 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 it doesn't work like that. I just I have to see. I mean, yeah, I mean, you're processing information on the spot, right? You know, yeah. This next one is at Breve Bronovan, which is one of the greatest handles for Steve Donovan. Breve <laughs> Bronovan, it's just so good. I drafted Antonio Brown, Keenan Allen, Mike Evans, and Dante Moncrief in my 12-team PPR home league. What should I do? A, log out and collect the winnings. B, bench my team all year to make it fair. Or C, go to Tom Everett Scott's cocaine parties. <laughs> Man, we're going we're gonna to we're really... Gonna, we're going to ruin Tom's career. Yeah, I'm podcast. really sorry. Tom, your brand might take a hit. Um, yeah. um, but I'm going to say go to the cocaine party. I, you know, guy, you, you only live once. So, Tom yeah. Hanks will probably be there. But yeah, bench a couple guys to only make it fair, yeah. Uh, next one, at Steinman underscore. I'm sure Denny has an egregious take on popcorn. Um, I mean, it's it's edible without butter. Wait. I mean, like, like wait. Like, like. What? Like, you prefer it without butter? No, no butter and, and maybe like a pinch of salt. No pepper on it with the salt? Dear God. What, what, like some sort of animal? No. Just a, just a pinch of salt uh, with plain plain popcorn. I mean, let me tell you, let me tell you. When I run things, the movie theater will not offer butter. Okay, for your popcorn, they the it is disgusting, disgusting. 
The Denny Carter movie theater offers popcorn with no butter, seltzer water, and corn on the cob. I would also serve beer. I like that. And Miller and Miller Light. And, and Miller some Light. beers, yes. I, I should say all beers. So uh, I'm so grossed out about it that I don't let my son get popcorn when I take him to a movie. Oh, my God. It's disgusting. I'd rather just bring something. I, I bribe him with every kind of candy because I can't deal with looking at that butter drenched. It is. It is. It is an, it's insane. And you watch them Ugh. put the butter, the, the watery butter on it oh, like the, that, out of that dispenser. That's what I mean. That dispenser. Yeah, yeah. That dispenser is my nightmare. Yeah, oh. I, I don't I don't disagree. I kind of like getting like there's like different like popcorn flavors that you can get like the like a like a powder that you can put on it and mix it in that tastes good sometimes i mean uh, i'm not saying look I'm, not, I'm i'm with you for the most part but like to say that like no butter should be on your popcorn is a pretty pretty denny take i mean it's hot it's it's a little bit hot but i really i really am disgusted by any butter on my popcorn and i prefer it. i like it it's like i like almonds with no salt yeah i'm i'm lightly salted almond or, or, or lightly yeah light light lightly is the way to go uh, next one at Nick R W Noonan. He says, "General question on zero RB: How relevant is it still in leagues that start less wide receivers?" I mean, it's not. This discussion is is ongoing on the Twitter. Yeah, um, I don't think it's. I don't think it's as relevant. No, it's not. It's it, it, and just and if you if you don't believe me, do a mock draft with with two running backs and two wide receivers and no flex, say, and right. go zero RB and get four or five. Uh, you know, top end wide receivers and then get your running backs and then look and say, my God, I, I can only start two of these guys and I'm going to have a ton of points on the bench and I have these two crap running backs. Anyway, I'm I'm raging. Honestly, the way that I approach those drafts and honestly, I do this even in, in, in um, three wide, start three wide receivers, start a flex full PPR. I'm, I'm very much in the camp that I think the one, the one look that you can kind of get away with in multiple formats is aiming to get one elite running back early and then kind of pounding the wide receiver. And you can do this really well with auctions too, where, you know, like in my home league, I ended up getting uh, Lamar and, uh, you know, take it with a grain of salt. It's my home league, but there's some, some smart people in it. Uh, Lamar Miller was my running back. And then I have a Rob Dez and Randall Cobb because yeah. it was an auction. So I spent on wide receiver. It's a flex two running back, two wide receiver, half point PPR, so I have the wide receivers on lock, and then I have Lamar Miller, and then I kind of punted the RB2 position. I think that's the look if you're kind of afraid of what to do. I think that's the look that you can get away with. I'm total agreement. Uh, next one, at Mitch Mitchell Sella. He says, did Denny inevitably and ironically start big draft with the formation of draft day consultants? <laughs> big draft. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean... Uh, apparently, I mean, there are other services out there that do consultation. Uh, so we're not the only ones, but, um, but yeah, I mean, we are corporate marauders. We're, we're, we're coming to buy up the, the entire industry. So, um, yes. you know, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and sip my champagne and wear my three piece suit now. <laughs> uh, this last one is at the dude 7,400 late round running back who to pick Deandre Washington or Chris Thompson. I don't. Okay. Here's okay. I really do need to get this off my chest. I don't understand the Washington situation, the DeAndre Washington, because he's not getting snaps in preseason. Mm -hmm. He's struggling with pass protection. He's a rookie. Latavius Murray had got seventy-two percent of the snaps last year. That there's nothing that indicates that's going to change. Even in the case of a, I mean, 
I was watching a preseason game, an Oakland preseason game the other day, in which Taiwan Jones, who was once converted to cornerback, was playing ahead of Washington. Right. I'm I'm much more in the Chris Thompson uh, arena. Uh, I would I would lean his way for sure. Chris Thompson's one of my most yes. owned guys this uh, season. That's a long way of saying Chris Thompson. Yes. Yes. Good call. All right, Denny. Uh, that's it for the questions. That's this is the last week of the off season. Next week we get into it with with uh, week one streaming. Before that, though, why don't you let everyone know where they can find you? Yeah, uh, it's at CD Carter thirteen on the Twitter. Um, and visit draftdayconsultants.com if you have a draft coming up and you want some help. I also want to plug my my friend site. Sal uh, Sal runs two uh, QBs.com, which is the place to go if you're playing in a super flex or two QB league got to go there. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and you can find, uh, my work over at numberfire.com. You can follow me on Twitter at late round QB Denny week one next week. I'm really looking forward to, uh, to finally starting our Frankenstein and making it all official. Can't wait. But in the meantime, you want to go get a milkshake? Yes, let's do it. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We will catch you next week. Thank you for listening to Live in the Stream. We hope you enjoyed the internet podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes now. It won't take long, it's fast. For more fantasy football info, check out LakeGroundQB.com. Hope you come back soon as we share about the team.